The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Happy Friday, everybody. The weekend's almost here, and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show on The Fan, 680 and 937. Streaming at 680thefan.com and listen on that mobile app driven by Beaver Direct. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car, visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. The gang's all here, and we've got a lot to get to on this Friday morning. So let's get to work. Bucks. The Hawks' new front office is reportedly in formal discussions with Quinn Snyder and rushing to get a deal done. The hope is that Coach Snyder can rescue the Hawks' culture both on and off the court, which basically means they need him to get ice-cold Trey under control and thriving in a new system. The educated guest here says Kyle Korver is playing a big part in bringing Snyder back to Atlanta, where he was a lead assistant for the Hawks when Corver was busy knocking down threes. Now, I've got one big question about this potential marriage. Why would Snyder want to come to Atlanta and take over this dysfunctional organization? Reports say Quinn will end up having four or five other offers around the NBA, so why rush into taking this job? Maybe he wants control, which apparently the Hawks are offering with the dual title of president of basketball operations. Perhaps a big money contract and living in our wonderful city appeals to him also. He's been here before. Snyder's reputation as a coach is threefold. All right, here's one. He's strong with the X's and the O's. His system is a lot of player and ball movement. He will not run a simple, easy-to-read, pick-and-roll with shooters standing around the arc, like we've seen a lot of here the last couple of years. Number two, Quinn builds a strong team culture both on and off the court. That would be wonderful. That's something that's missing. And then number three, his teams, they, they play tough defense. So I'm sure he's going to challenge Trey to step it up on the defensive side of the ball. Now, if you're wondering, look, Snyder, how's he going to get all this done? Well, remember, he had a ball-dominant guard like Trey and Donovan Mitchell, and he got Donovan Mitchell to buy in. So he has a history of making this happen. The hope in Atlanta is that he can do the same here in Atlanta with ice-cold Trey. And there's your big take today. I'm hoping he can get it done, too. Reportedly out of the country, though, 
What's that about? He's on vacation somewhere. Got to get him back in here in Atlanta to sign the deal. Get this thing wrapped up. And then are you expecting him to just step in and take over as the coach in the last 23 games of the year? Man, that would be somewhat crazy. All right, let's move on, talk a little Falcons football. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, the Falcons getting ready for the combine, which gets underway Tuesday in Indianapolis. I think the interviews get underway on Monday night, actually. So the team's packing up, flying up to Indy over the weekend as we get ready for the combine. Now, I'm a little concerned about my Falcons. Concerned they're going to get hypnotized and start refocusing on the edge rushers, which they seem to be focused on a lot of the time. And, and for good reason, as you know, Falcons hadn't sacked the quarterback much during this five-year losing streak. Last season, the Fal- 32 teams in the NFL, the Falcons were 31st in sacks with 21, 17 games, 21 sacks. Now, they invested in edge rushers in last year's draft. Remember in round two, they took Ibu Katie with that second round. Second round pick, he had two and a half sacks. Then in round three, they had Malone. Malone had one sack. 21, they uh, brought in, what was it? Uh, oh, uh, Gundeji, they brought in. Uh, he didn't get much done last season either. So, look, the Falcons have been hypnotized by the edge rushers for years now. And look, they don't need to be looking at Will Anderson Jr. There is no possible way the Falcons are going to get to Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. Now, they might be able to take Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech with that eighth pick. They could get Miles Murphy, the Atlanta kid, out of Clemson with that eighth pick in the first round. He's a complete player, by the way. And I mentioned earlier a few weeks ago why I like him better than these other edge rushers. Because he plays the run, too. This guy's a legitimate defensive end type. But uh, chances are Wilson and Murphy could be off the board, too, when eight rolls around in the first round. So you might fall in love with uh, Lucas Van Ness. Have you heard of him? Might want to brush up on him. Nolan Smith, oh, forget him. He played at Georgia, so they're not going to take him. So I'm just concerned the Falcons are going to go up and get hypnotized with the edge rushers. There's so many other needs this football team needs to address. Uh, Left offensive guard, center. Maybe right tackle. Look at defense. The interior defensive line is a must. you you got to get Grady some help. I'm not really sold on uh, Anderson at linebacker. And then you need a cornerback to put opposite of Terrell. So there are a lot of things the Falcons need to address. And I don't want them going up there getting hypnotized by these edge rushers. I'm anxious to see the three-cone drill. Now, why the three-cone drill? Well, because that is an edge rusher-specific drill. This is the most most important drill for the edge rushers, the three-cone drill. 
And the last thing I want to see is to look in the background and see all the Falcons personnel, all those former general managers and all those lieutenants hypnotized watching the three-cone drill. You know, these edge rushers want to show off how they can bend, how they can accelerate. All these NFL teams are looking for a time in that three-cone drill of under seven seconds. If you don't get under seven, that's a red flag. So come on, Falcons. We're counting on you up in Indy. Got to get this right. Now we got some money to spend in free agency, but let's get the draft right. Thank goodness we, you know, we found uh, another big receiver last year in the first round. Found us a legitimate running back. Not really sold on anybody else they took. Maybe that's why I gave him, what, the C minus? As it worked out. But here comes the combine. And here comes our Falcons. And that's what I've got for the Falcons today. They're going to go, uh, go up there and fall in love with another edge rusher that... Well, you look at our track record of taking edge rushers, it's not good. So I'm not hating on my team. Just a little concerned, that's all. 404-231-1680, the phone number. You want to jump in here? Let's get Road Dog busy. We'll be uh, glad to take your phone call and uh, allow you to come on the show and be a part of it. That would be awesome. And want you to come out and play some golf with us, too. The Chili Dip Open at Bears Best Atlanta. We're going to tee it up for our annual uh, Open benefiting First Tee Metro Atlanta. And uh, looking forward to this. This is going to be awesome. Uh, I'll be here before you know it. The first big golf tournament of 23 on one of Atlanta's finest golf courses from Atlanta's premier sports talk station. You're going to have all the chili you can eat. We want to thank our great sponsors, Bears Best, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Kroger, Guffey's Menswear of Atlanta since 1963, Anderson Power Services, Corona Beer, PGA Tour Superstore, Harris, Cherokee Casino and Resort, Hennessy Jaguar, Land Rover, Gwinnett, The Color Spot, Beaver Toyota, Entry Point Windows and Doors, and the Haug Baron Law Group. Hope to see you at the Chili Dip Open. We'll come back, get into the Braves. We're talking Braves every single day this month on the Buck Belusha. And then the next month and the month after that and the month after that. Got my one concern heading into the season, which... Everybody's thinking it's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around for that. Got the Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Weekend is here, folks. And the weather is, well, the weather's nice, isn't it? Welcome to the Buck Palou Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. And we have, uh, we were out and about yesterday qualifying for the putt for the Porsche contest. Chuck and Chernoff, well, Chernoff wasn't there, but Chuck and his partner was uh, there at the PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw. We're out qualifying people to win that 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta. Not sure who we qualified, but your next opportunity will be next Friday at Sugarloaf. The Sugarloaf PGA Tour Superstore. So keep an eye out on that. Your chance to win a Porsche from Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta. Let's talk a little Braves baseball, man. For the latest on the Braves, it's time to go shopping. All right, I've been throwing out some storylines for a couple of weeks. Uh, we're at storyline number 18. And finally, you're probably saying, Baloo, you're blowing this team up like they're going to win the World Series, sweeping everybody through the postseason. Well, that'd be wonderful. I would totally enjoy that. We're finally getting to a negative, negative, negative. Uh, the concern, what would be my biggest concern for the Braves coming into this season? And my biggest concern is the rotation and what would happen if we suffered a few injuries. And we, we've already heard about Kyle Wright uh, getting that shot in his shoulder. And he's a little bit behind. We've got not Mike, but Michael Soroka who he now wants to be referred to as Michael, so let's get that right. A little bit of a hamstring tightness going on. So already two of our top six rotational guys are a little dinged up right now. That is concerning for me. Because the depth is, is not exactly like it has been. Remember now, we traded away some of these guys to get... Well, get like Olsen in here to play first base when Freddie left. So a year ago, we had some quality guys down at AAA we could bring up and plug in, like Kyle Muller, uh, Davidson, even Enoa. Those three guys aren't around anymore. 
So what would happen now? Who are we going to bring in there now? Well, we got Bryce Elder. He had nine starts a year ago and looked really good. But, look, I think he was facing mostly the Nationals and the Marlins. And I do think Rodal Gillespie could have gotten those guys out. So need to see more out of Elder to be completely sold on him. Now, we brought in a former Brave, uh, Colby. Allard is back in there. I think he's going to start tomorrow against the Red Sox. So he would be another that we would plug in. And then you've got Jared Schuster, 24-year-old. He's our top-rated pitching prospect right now, former number one pick, 2020 draft, ended last season in AAA. Fastball slider plus changeup. I'm not real confident in these three guys being able to fill in if we have some starters go down during the course of the year. And I think that would be the one area that could really be our downfall. The health with the rotation. I mean, right now we're just getting started. We already got two of the top six dinged up. So I would imagine Double A could do something, go get a starter, a trade, a trade deadline. That might be too late. Leaving spring, maybe look at the scrap heap and bring somebody in here. Oda Rizzi. I'm just saying. So, look, here it is. Uh, what am I concerned about? I'm concerned about the health of the rotation. But there have to be other names. No, that's it. Oh, no. Elder, Allard, and Schuster. No, I meant when you went to uh, straight to Jake Odorizzi. Yeah, I was just fooling around. Okay, He's probably good. not. He probably wouldn't want to come back after we uh, unloaded him again. He was just a Band-Aid. And, and, look, that's probably what we're going to have to do is go find a Band-Aid at some point in time. Because, look, to make these deals that Anthopolis had to make, we traded away a lot of the young pitching prospects. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that Max Fried and Spencer Strider and old man Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, hoping those guys can stay healthy for the most part this season. Because if not... That would be the one thing that could bring us down. And that's us chopping it up. That's me chopping it up. And want to give you a heads up. I didn't make the promo again this week, but want to remind you, we're talking Braves on Bucks Beat, my podcast, episode 81 with Frenchie, talking a lot about these storylines. And now uh, we had episode 82 drop uh, earlier this week. Same deal, talking Braves baseball and some of the many storylines going around the Braves down in spring training. And I've got Braves legend Dale Murphy hanging out with me, helping me break it down on Buck's Beat. Uh, go to thepodcastpark.com, brought to you by Associated Credit Union. And we've got some other fine podcasts out there, too. So go check those boys out. See what they've got for you. We're talking Braves baseball, though, brother. It's that time of the year. And uh, you can basically count on us to hit some college football also on this show every day of the week. Mm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. College Football Nugget for you today. Matt Luke. Coach must be all rested up. He must be recharged. Remember this time last year, Matt Luke stepped down as the Georgia offensive line coach. Uh, there were reports of burnout. 
And he spoke about wanting to spend some time with his family. He had some children that were at the high school level, and he had been nothing but a coach ever since he got through playing. And he felt bad about that, so he wanted to spend some quality family time with his children. Well, he must be past all that because Matt Luke reportedly interviewed for the Notre Dame offensive line job on Wednesday. Coach Freeman up there looking to add to his coaching staff. And reportedly, Matt Luke is the top candidate to grab that job. In fact, they went so far as to discuss uh, Coach Freeman getting Matt Luke information on the local high school alternatives there in South Bend, Indiana. So it sounds like Matt Luke's serious about getting jumping back in. Must be recharged, rested up, and spend enough time with his family to want to get back into the coaching job. Jump in the deep end. The front runner to become the Notre Dame offensive line coach. We'll keep an eye on that one. And wish Coach Luke nothing but the best. Help Kirby win a national championship at Georgia. You know, that that did seem a little odd, though. And, and look, I understand where he's coming from. College football coach, uh, you're basically working seven days a week, 12 months out of the year. He stepped away and got a year of not doing that. No recruiting, no coaching. Now it looks like he's going to jump back in and go coach for Notre Dame. Good luck, Coach Luke. Jump right back in. And there's your nugget. Hey, it's the final week to get qualified for our 30th anniversary spring training promotion. Listen each day between 6 and 8. I think you just heard the sounder just a few moments ago, and those phone lines lit up. I thought they were calling in to be a part of the show. Uh, yeah, it sounds like they uh, you know, just want to get down to Florida and check things out. When you hear that Braves home run sounder and the Braves score, that's your cue to call and be the sixth caller and get qualified for our exciting new trip. We're qualifying 30 listeners with a shot to win the weekend stay at the Wyndham Grand on Clearwater Beach. Tickets to the Braves Pirates spring training game. Going to hang out in the booth with Ben and Joe and get an $800 uh, Delta gift card, $100 to spend at the stadium. Plus, you get home opener tickets here at Truist Park. Get qualified. All you got to do is listen to 680 The Fan. And next thing you know, you might be a big winner. Now let's get to the quarterback club. Get those shades. Shades on in the club. Get those shades on. It is time to go to the club. Think anybody's at the club on a Friday morning? They are. They probably spent the night last night. All right, the quarterback club today. Question. Will QB1 emerge at the Combine? Shades on in the club. The answer? No. These top quarterbacks rarely throw at the Combine. So don't look for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud to be out there throwing to those receivers they've never worked with. They typically throw at the pro day they have because, look, it's scripted at the pro day. And on the script are things that, well, quarterbacks do really, really well. They highlight the strengths 
that they have at the pro day. They don't do the things where they're weak at. They want to impress these NFL personnel guys. Hey, the biggest thing is something fans don't get to see for these quarterbacks, and that is the private workouts. That is the best evaluator. So, look, you go through the combine, you have your pro day, and then you go visit the teams that are really interested in you and have a private session. And typically what happens there is they they go to the meeting room and they get the quarterback up on the dry erase board and have him draw up some of the schemes, some of the plays they ran at the college level. Talk through that, and they're expecting the quarterback to go through each of the 11 responsibilities for all these players on offense. They try to gauge how much football they really know X's and O's wise. Then they get up and talk about their offense and to show off their scheme, and then they ask the player to get back up there on the dry erase board and uh, go through what they just got through talking about to see what, how much he maintained or was paying attention during that. So... Look, the combine for these quarterbacks is about two things. The medicals, the doctors are poking around, and then the interviews. Boring. Bryce Young's going to go into the combine next week as QB1. Most everybody has him as the top-rated quarterback because he's a gifted passer. He can drive the ball with velocity. He can pass the football with touch. When he feels pressure, he keeps the eyes downfield. He can manage the pocket. He's mobile and accurate, makes a lot of good, quick decisions. The arm is good, not great. And then the red flag on Bryce Young, he's undersized, which he can do nothing about. C.J. Stroud, man, I tell you what, he's QB2 coming into the combine, and he's coming off an impressive performance against the Georgia Bulldogs here in Atlanta. Now, he does have the size. We're talking 6'3", 220, known as a rhythm passer. He gets that ball out on time. He anticipates. He throws it accurately. He's got good vision. He's got an NFL arm. And as he showed off against Georgia, more mobile than anybody thought. He's got that escapability thing working. A red flag on him. Well, he's in a system where you're doing that pre-snap read system where you identify where you're going with the ball before the ball's even snapped. But I tell you what, he's clutch. Close and late situations, he delivers with a 70% completion rate, close and late. So he's clutch. 84% passer on the short passes. Really high number there, and he excels throwing the ball downfield. If you're high on Will Levis, I'm wondering why. Dreadful third down sack rate last season. Last in college football on third down taking sacks. And he's got a high pass interception rate, throwing a pick every 26 attempts. Not real high on Will Levis, who appears to be QB3. It's really big, Buck. Yeah, he's big. He's got large hands. Looks like a quarterback when he walks in the room. You know, as far as these interviews go at the Combine, we've heard a lot about how these teams try to embarrass the player, see how he reacts to that. You know, if I was sitting down with the Falcons at the Combine in a meeting 
And they went that direction, asking questions that were leading questions that, yeah, were somewhat embarrassing. I think I turned the tables on them. I'd start asking Arthur Smith and Mr. Fontenot how come they've had five straight losing seasons. What's been the Just problem? Flip it right back on them. Yeah, what's, well, let's talk about you for a second. Yeah, I mean, what's been the problem in Atlanta? How come you guys are, you know, losing so many football games, missing on so many guys in the draft and in free agency? What's been the problem? I mean, I need to know these things. If I'm going to play for the Falcons, I want to know what the problems have been. Just saying. Buck, you talked about some of those uh, questions that have been asked that, yes, are uncomfortable to say the least that we've heard some of these guys get asked. Uh, we've also heard that they, they're not allowed to ask that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, particularly the one was, at, you know, some of the guys, I remember Des Bryant yeah. back was asked basically what his mother uh, did for a living. Right. Um, and they can't. They can't ask that stuff anymore. So, Right. They can still ask some leading they questions. Still, they'll still ask things that probably some people would deem yeah, tell us invasive about that, or inappropriate. That four-interception game you had. Now, that's a valid question. Yeah. What what did you see right here? Well, I would answer the question. I'd say, well, tell us about the lousy offense you had last <laughs> how season. How many games you guys win last year? Well, how are we all scheming it up against <laughs> the uh, 49ers that game? What was the problem? Oh. You know, I think it's a sign of being strong and being a leader, too, is to turn it around in these interview sessions. What, are you supposed to just sit there and take it? And I mean, there's probably some things these quarterbacks are wondering. Isn't it these interviews that will separate guys like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young from guys like Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, in your opinion? Well, the performance will do that. Okay. But yeah, the interviews are important. All right, you can take the shades off now. We're going to leave the club. Let them get it cleaned up for later tonight. It's hard to see everything with the shades on, so I appreciate it. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) I am telling you. I think I've got all the reads in today. Phew. Yeah, I think we got them all in. So let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, 49, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Daily dose of Georgia athletics here on the Buckaloo Show. Hey, we got a couple of tickets we want to give away to the Georgia men's basketball team's game against Missouri. One o'clock tomorrow at the Stag. We got a pair to give away right now, 404-231-1680. Get out and cheer on the dogs. It's been a great atmosphere at the Steg this season as the Bulldogs come down the home stretch. A couple of tickets for you to uh, go check them out right now, 404-231-1680, the number. All right, uh, want to give you a heads up on what to expect as far as this Georgia offense goes uh, coming into the upcoming season uh g day and then into the uh, next football season you need to go ahead and expect to see a return to smash mouth football next season and you're going to see the same out of alabama so georgia and alabama returning to smash mouth in 2023 if you like the physical run game 
you're going to enjoy the 23 Georgia Bulldogs offense, and you're going to get a look at them at G-Day at the end of spring football practice. Now, there's some factors that are going on here. Number one, factor number one, Georgia's going to have inexperienced quarterbacks competing for the job in the upcoming spring. Uh, Beck has played very little over the previous several years, very little. And then you hadn't really seen Vandegrift or uh, Stockton at all. So that would be a factor. Inexperienced quarterbacks, you want to protect those guys, so you want to maybe run the football more than you have previously. Number two, Georgia is going to have a big physical offensive line. And boy, they look good on the huff. Man, they look good. Big, strong, physical. And when you have an offensive line like that, you want to run the football behind them. Factor number three. Bulldogs are going to have three to four tough physical running backs, man. I mean, you got Kendall Milton. Believe he led the SEC in yards per carry. This guy doesn't go down on the ground easily. And neither does Dajan Edwards, who I think is the most rugged runner that Georgia has has had over the last couple of years. He's a guy that's going to get the yards after contact. He is rugged, man, Dajan Edwards. And then uh, Branson Robinson, the freshman out of Mississippi. You got to see him in the natty score a couple of touchdowns. And Robinson is a fire hydrant. Dude, he is tough to wrap up and get down on the ground. All three of these guys run tough. They run physical. They're getting yards after contact. Now, I'm not sitting here suggesting that Mike Bobo and this Georgia offense are going to run the ball 75% of the time. And it's not because Bobo doesn't believe in the passing game. He believes in balance, and I do too. It's about the personnel, dude. That's what it's about. And when you see these SEC defenses loading the box against the Georgia run game, that's when you're going to see Carson Beck or Vandergriff or Stockton do some damage in the passing tank, uh, passing attack. McConkey and Arian Smith and Lovett and all those receivers, they're going to get their explosives. But it's going to come when the defense loads up against this physical Georgia running attack. Now, for those of you that don't want to see it, don't want to see that, you're going to be blaming Bobo. I can already see it. It's already uh, visualize that going down. You're going to be calling up, complaining about Coach Bobo. Doesn't have anything to do with Bobo. It's got everything to do with the personnel. And there's the roundtable. Get ready for a physical brand of running the football. If you're a Georgia fan and if you're an Alabama fan, you're going to see some of that this season. Is that disappointing, DT? Not at all, Buck. That's uh, that's what these programs were built on, bringing back... Uh... The old school. And speaking of bringing well, things coaching, back. Well, coaching, though, is you look at your personnel, what's the strength of the personnel, and that's what you're going to uh, go to. You're going to go, what is the personnel telling you about the It's going to change from year to year. Exactly, because we've seen both of these teams, Georgia and Alabama, also be able to spread it out and throw it around as well when it matches up. Right. And, Buck, I was just going to say, speaking of bringing things back. I hear we might have uh, something brought back here in this uh, final segment of the Buck Believe Yeah, show. coming up next, an old favorite is made his way back. Woo-hoo. We'll give it to you next. It's the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. It's Big Pimpin', baby. That's right. Big Pimpin' spinning cheese. Final segment of the Buck Blue Show uh, this week, hopefully. Hopefully be back on Monday. You know why dug them, hug them, love them, leave them. And back by popular demand. And a lot of our listeners out there hitting me up, wondering whatever happened to the entertainment report on Fridays. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's back. And let's start off with the NBA All-Star Game. 4.5 million viewers, down 27% from last year. And they have trended down the NBA All-Star Game over the last three years. In fact, this year's viewership on the TV side, the worst in league history. It's never been worse than it was this year. Not sure if it had anything to do with the pickup game. Or the some of the stars not being in the game. I wonder how many people tuned out during the in just incredibly long, drawn-out pregame introduction, draft, yeah. everything. I mean, it, it felt like it took the game two hours to start. Yeah, and I tuned in at halftime, and yeah, there were some artists uh, playing there. I'd never seen or heard of them. Yeah, you weren't the only one there, Buck. Different language. I, I couldn't make out what they were saying. I'll tell you what, uh, TNT ready to walk on this. That's what the reports are. How could you blame them? All right, what's the latest with Michael Irvin? Remember the Super Bowl incident? The playmaker was coming in. uh, I think he was out, you know, doing a little knocking a few back and came back to the Marriott there in Phoenix and spoke with a woman that worked at the hotel for what he said was 45 seconds, went on to his room, and the woman took exception to what was said, filed some kind of report on Michael Irvin, 
And he was sent home early. Remember this? Michael Irvin sent home early in the week. Did not have to do the uh, uh, the work on the NFL Network leading into the game. They just sent his butt home. And if you've noticed, he's still not made an appearance on ESPN's first take since the Super Bowl. Michael Irvin's gone missing. Now, he has filed a $100 million counter lawsuit on this woman and the uh, the Marriott Hotel, which, best I can tell, Michael Irvin might be in pretty good shape here with this lawsuit. From what we've gathered, it doesn't sound like he really did anything wrong. And remember now, cases between individuals and corporations by... uh, federal judges that are appointed by the Democratic administrations are likely to favor the individual over the corporation. And the judge ordered the Marriott turn over the video that they had of the conversation in the lobby. They have not turned it over yet. What are they hiding? Michael Irvin said he did nothing wrong. Undisputed on Fox. That's that's been a topic here lately with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, probably two of your favorites out there. They've been going at it, mister. Well, reportedly they had a little powwow meeting and patched things up as far as on the air goes, but off the air, they're still not close off the air. They're saying everything's good on the air. We'll keep an eye on that one. Because it looked like recently that Shannon Sharp wanted to get up out of that chair and wipe the floor with Skip Bayless. Bayless is probably thinking, I'm going to sue. You put your lay a hand on me, I'm suing you. Would you pay money to watch Shannon Sharp take care of Skip Bayless? Because I think I would. It'd be too easy. I mean, that thing wouldn't last. I know uh, Skip's been lifting weights. Oh, yeah. he, He works hard. All right, uh, live with Kelly and Ryan. As I understand it, that's coming to an end. Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest from Atlanta, Dunwoody. They had a six-year run together. That's coming to an end. Seacrest said he's had enough. And Kelly now has announced that her husband will be replacing Seacrest on the show. Now, remember Regis had the show going on uh, years before Kelly was involved. But Regis had a policy once he and Kelly were working together, they would have no interaction off camera. Zero. Wanted to save all, all of their interaction, save it all for the show. Well, that's going to go completely opposite when Kelly's husband takes over. So there you go. There's your entertainment report. Barely had time for the FCC complaints on the Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show. (laughs) That uh, a lot of people complaining about uh, saying that a lot of the the show she put on was was pornographic. uh, Maybe we'll save that for next Friday. Right now, it's time for the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. 
Braves baseball's back. Spring training games get underway tomorrow. Braves and Red Sox at 105. Want to remind you, you can hear that right here on 680 The Fan. Tomorrow, 105, Ben and Joe, Braves and Red Sox, here on the home of the Braves, 680 The Fan. And you will be here uh, able to hear all the Braves spring training games on the weekend here on The Fan. Now, I'm not going to get into what happens during the week. It gets a little complicated. But just is merely talking about tomorrow. Game number one of spring training. Braves and Red Sox here on the home of the Braves, 680 The Fan. And that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, Adam Gillespie, Derek Thomas, great job. We appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for running the teleprompter. All of our listeners, too, appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, here on The Fan. Enjoy the weekend. We're back on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Nick and Chris coming up next live from the Braves Spring Training Site down in Florida. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerny? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.